Deep Dive. We're back for a preview. How are you, my old mate Mick? Getting excited, mate. It's almost finals footy. Bring it on. Well, we're nearly there, hey. So we are... We are almost there. Full disclosure, this is Monday, still the 7th of September. Um, we had to do recording just in two different blocks tonight. Um, and uh, we, in the middle of... Well, I, I in the middle of that, you had a meeting, which is why we had to split it, which was fine. But I ended up watching... Frio um, and the D's, which was hilarious. So another um, another comedy from Melbourne busting it up again. Uh, just yeah. keeps on going. Um, no, so- oh, look, just I got to tune in for the basically the last quarter, and yeah, just another season that goes by where get the bat out um, for all those people that don't like Melbourne, or if you're a Melbourne supporter, because capitulation. Game was there to be won. Finals really, really on the line this this week or tonight, mm. and didn't show up again, again, uh, again. And yeah, they fucked it again. Um. But Rio, uh, on the other hand, right, build, they're building momentum for, for next year. These, yeah. the, this, you and I keep talking about them. The kids look awesome. Yeah, was I? I actually enjoyed it. So this is going to be a bit of a hybrid episode. So we're going to review just because it's it's fresh in our minds. It's just happened. We're going to have a bit of a chat about um, the Melbourne Freo game because then the next review there's going to like there's like eleven games to review. Yeah. So if we can get one out of the way, is is advantageous, particularly when we can remember it. Because going back, then the review gone. Like I had to read. I was even reading my, reading my own notes. I was like. What? Who, who? And then I had to go back through the stats. I'm like, oh, yeah. Vaguely remember yeah, that. Yeah, it's really so tough. It's really hard. Tough to it, remember 10 or 11 games in the space of five or six days. Yeah. Or when you're looking back nine, 10 days ago at a game that, you know, and when you've watched that much football, it gets fairly hard to remember. So, um, so yeah, we'll do the preview. Um, so, we'll do our read tips at the end of round 16 and then um, tips for round 17 as well. But before we do, massive thanks to our sponsors at Hopstone. Hopstone is a craft beer delivery service. Uh, really impressive little company uh, based out of Melbourne, collecting craft beer uh, from across Australia, all in can um, format and into packs of 10 or 20. Um, you can sign up at hopstone.com.au. You can pause your account at any time as well uh, and use the promo code Deep Dive to get $25 off your first pack. So great way to try some craft beers uh, while you're stuck at home. Or if you're in other states, they deliver Australia-wide as well. Um, we are still in the lockdown, if you can hear the the uh, dystopian accent that we now have. But uh, we're, we're still still in lockdown. Uh, looking like it'll be the rest of the year to some degree. But um, Hopstone.com did a really, really good um, company to um, invest in at the moment. Small, um, you know, they do a really good job. Uh, give you tasting notes. It's, it's really well curated and thought after. So, yeah. Please check them out. Always something interesting. Uh, and it's like Christmas. Just arrives when you're doing, you go, whoo, I got a beer. We don't have to, well, you don't have to, there's no contact. That's the thing. And quick deliveries too. And you'll notice on all, all the um, cans as well, the used buyers are super fresh. So they are um, like in touch with breweries in terms of when their brewing times are and ordering however many cans off them and then getting them to to their base in, in Melbourne and then sending them out again. So you're getting super fresh beer. You're not, you know, in a bottle low, you know, we're looking at dates and it just gets a bit weird, particularly at the moment when you when you go to a shop, I don't know, I'm sure most people now, you go to a shop, you just want to go in and get out. 
So it's a bit awkward in a in a bottle if you're standing there, you know, seeing how old the beers are. It makes it a lot easier. So hopstone.com.au and it's one less thing to have to go out and do. So works out. Let's also, uh, yeah, Beyond the Game TV, please check out all of Ed's stuff as well. Um, he's doing a great job. Um, we normally obviously would be doing this with him um, in partnership, but um, well, we still are, but obviously remotely. Um, but yeah, please check out Beyond the Game TV on Facebook uh, and YouTube. Um, so geez, Frio, um, I don't even like, I guess the best way, to, it was like a massive tussle through the first half conditions were horrendous so within like three or four minutes it was torrential rain hardcore wind um it was you know proper yeah yeah so same same location um and they played it just as poorly the days again you'd think i mean i I actually don't know melbourne's i meant was gonna look this up but we just started recording so i didn't get too late but i i um melbourne's record in the northern territory must be so bad because like this is the same like just Northern Territory in general, like there was the Wiedemann game, goal after the siren, miss. Like there's so many games. I remember they were selling the games up there. Remember what Richmond and Melbourne were the two teams that would sell games. I remember they would sell games up there and almost yep. always lose them. That was where Richmond lost the goal after the siren with Carmichael Hunt. Like it's just, there's always some crazy, it's just the crazy stuff happens there. And it's yeah, horrible. Um, but yeah, terrible conditions to be fair, but, um, Freer really hit the scoreboard a lot better. Um, they kicked one goal six, so there was a, a few of those. Like as I said, horrible conditions, but a few of those they definitely could have kicked. Um, quarter time score one point uh, Melbourne to one goal six, and then half time score one goal three to one goal nine. And you think, wow, this must be a, like an embarrassing game, but it actually was okay. Like as you were saying before, like I, I really like watching Fremantle's kids. I like their structures. Um, Frederick was great. Chera was great. That core group of kids, Brayshaw was fantastic. Um, and they just held on. They led the entire game. Melbourne didn't really look like it at all. Maybe through bits of the third quarter. Um, as always, we'll start with Freya. But yeah, two goals, four um, to four, nine at three quarter time. Again, still holding the lead, but like four goals, nine. Not ideal. It was really Walters that stood up. Uh, he kicked, I don't think he kicked two. Three, one or something? Yeah, I think he, he he well he hit the scoreboard pretty heavily. Um, he kicked three goals, one. I think he kicked two of those three though in that third quarter. Yeah. Um, but Fremantle kicking at seventy percent, um, Melbourne kicking at thirty eight percent. So, like in yes. terms of the efficiency, um, you could barely see the game through bits of it. Like it was that heavy. Um, it was pretty full on. But yeah, I mean. Like there were moments in the game where it was out on the full to out on the full. Like it was, you know, it was just so hard to execute but um you know at, at one point it was like and it'd be even more by the end of the game but at one point by about three quarters through the game it was eight uncontested marks to 40 so you know Fremantle had so much more control it felt like they had an extra defender on the ground uh, all the same structural problems um that Melbourne have had um yeah I mean the first um that Melbourne goal was like two minutes before half time so that they were woeful um you know like simple errors again as usual like not covering the goal line um Sean Darcy got a really easy goal as well from a a throw in took and I've seen this it's actually a really good tactic and it's it's interesting we, I don't think we've spoken about it all this year but I've I think I've written it down in my notes a couple of times but we've never it's just not come up this new kind of move that some of the rucks are doing now where I guess it's not that new like obviously it's happened before but it's kind of back in fashion where they'll um, structure up 
space at a stoppage to make it look like the Ruckman's going for a wider tap to their um, advantage foot, so if they're right-footed, obviously, to that side. Set, make it look like the tap out's going that way. Bring the ball down to the ground and then go for a shot. So Sean Darcy went for a shot and, and, and got one. So, again, like very, very poor defence from Melbourne. No one on the goal line. Um, Sarong was great. Frederick, he deserved that last goal. He had a good game. Had some errors, obviously, but he was, he, he, you know, that's the thing with the free kids. They try. They make the effort. It's just, just so much better to watch compared to a lot of these young sides. Yeah, very refreshing, isn't it? Oh, it's it's really good. So, yeah, but it's all the same garbage. Like, D's just not guarding space, set up way too slow. You know, the kick-in would not match the zone they had on the ground. Then the, you know, the exit out of defensive 50 wouldn't match what they were doing in the midfield. Like, it's just, it's so embarrassing. Like, but anyway, so we'll stick with Freo. But, yeah, look, you know, I, the, the May versus Tabiner. Battle was good. I thought Tabiner was was quite good all day. Um, I like. Yeah, he just didn't get. He just didn't get the reward on the scoreboard no. for for his presence. Very hard for a forward in, with those conditions, though. But yeah, no, yeah. He, he's a big boy. But he, he did a lot. Um, um, Croden as well. Uh, someone again like a crowd and sorry, not Croden. Someone that we've not spoken much about this year. Like you look at those stats and you think, oh, he didn't have a great game, but he was really good. Like a lot of one percenters. Uh, he physically imposed himself on the game. Really good, like just tries. Um, yeah, just oh, they're a good side with all the stuff we've spoken about. It was a very like obvious, almost like sort of typical game in a way. It was yeah, you could have seen it yeah. coming. But yeah, Melbourne terrible again, like just embarrassing. And now they've got two games to get it right. And yes, they've got that healthy percentage, but. It's not going to mean anything if you don't get enough wins. So um, you and I were just talking about before we started recording, because um, that's really it for the game. There's not really much else to talk about. But now looking at the ladder, so we'll bring the ladder up. So Port Adelaide at first, you think that's going to stay. Um, Geelong at second. Uh, they're that game behind. So you'd think probably Geelong's going to stay at second. Brisbane at third. They've, they've still got to play another game. But oh, they could finish second. They could, they could mix it around. But it's probably going to stay like that. Richmond um, sitting at fourth, and then West Coast with their loss to the Dogs really puts them out of touch. And ironically, we spoke about it like that draw that Richmond had with Collingwood in the first round. That just that's funny. Like that it was such a bullshit game, but it, it was that's much better than a loss now. Like because now it's, yeah. it's put them that two point ahead of, of West Coast. And I, as we said, that's the irony of. Draws they often come back to, to haunt you or, or can be um, a good thing as well. And then, yes, yeah, so a West Coast at fifth, um, Saints at sixth um, with that game below. But you'd think they're, they're, they've got to make it now, St Kilda, surely. And then um, they'd have to lose both the games, and then the other two would have to win and win well. Uh, and, then, yeah. and then Collingwood um, at seventh at 34. And again, that, that, that draw, I mean, yeah, yeah that would. They were probably the better team towards the end, and a win would have been better for them. But yeah. a loss would see them potentially much harder for them to make finals than having that extra two points, especially with their injuries and everything that's going on there. So I think both, yeah, Collingwood and Richmond um, will, will take that draw um, in yeah. hindsight. Yeah, oh, definitely. And so I guess that's, well, that's a good point. So we'll, we'll look at St Kilda. So St Kilda are sixth. Um, the Saints obviously they don't play anymore in round 16 they've already played and then they've got um, West Coast on, on this coming Thursday 
Um, and then uh, the last game, they've got the Giants. So, yeah, harder draw, but if they win one of those, you'd think that, that there's no way they're going to fall out now, surely. Um, Collingwood, a bit different. Collingwood have got the bye, obviously, this round, and then they go um, and play the Gold Coast. The following Monday, they've got quite a long break, um, and then they've got Port. So... You'd think, I mean, look, the Gold Coast, they, they might bounce back. They've had a long break. They might look a lot better. They looked exhausted pre the break, but they might come back a bit better. But I, I don't know. I, I think Collingwood's in. And then the Giants and, and Western Bulldogs, had the Western Bulldogs kicked half of their million points they kicked against West Coast, they would have got enough percentage and they'd be in the eight right now. And I think you and I probably say that's the eight. That's what it's going to look like. Um, yeah, yeah. Look, a, a little bit of concern there for, for Collingwood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the Giants have got the toughest run home out of those three: Collingwood, um, Giants, and the Dogs. I I'll put a line through no one because too many variables are out of their control, yeah. and they're already a game out. So as soon as anyone above them wins a game, that's pretty much uh, that, that that'll pretty much seal their fate, regardless of everything else. So yeah, I, I think there's. One spot up for grabs, which is eighth spot, and it will be between dog those those three dogs, giants, Collingwood. Yeah, and then and I think dogs come in, giants go out at this stage. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. So yeah, we we spoke about the giants, and then the dogs. Yeah, the dogs are interesting because they've got Hawthorne, which you'd think they should surely win, and then they've got yep. um, a bit of a challenge in the last round. Speaking of the devil, we just spoke about in Fremantle, so. Yeah, that, that could be interesting. Fremantle um, are clearly not tanking at all and they're not sitting there thinking, let's get the best draft position. They, they, they obviously are pushing for as many wins as possible and building that culture. And I think um, Longmuir is coaching them really, really well. He coached really well on the night. Terrible again, I thought, from, from the Melbourne coaching team, which we'll get into at the end of the season. But um, they made a lot of lot of pretty average decisions through the night, but yeah. Oh, look, I I um I think it's going to be for me. I, and with Leon Cameron, if they if they miss, I mean, we'll get into it if that happens. But did they go too early on on committing to Leon Cameron for another two years? Um, yeah, missing finals after making the grand final last year. I I don't know. I still feel like that flattered them that result. I. Collingwood choked in that prelim. It should have been a Collingwood Richmond grand final. And yeah, they, they just blew it completely. So I do, I know that it's hard because it's set that bar now. And because they're, they're clearly not going to finish anywhere near there and they might miss out, miss out on finals totally. Wow. It's, um, it's interesting. Um, yeah. I, I do wonder like, whether they the, the pull the trigger too the early. Giants. Sorry, yeah. you go. The, the, the bonus for the Giants right now is they play Adelaide tomorrow. That, yeah. They win that. That puts them on thirty six points, and that's a full game clear of of the dogs. So, but essentially, it comes down to the old age um, scenario. You got to keep winning from here on end. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing. The dogs could. I mean, obviously, this goes without saying. The dogs could really go with one more win. It just shows how important that game was. It just went. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Um, they'll so, take. So much, so much confidence out of being West Coast. Oh, absolutely. Um, so that's a bit of a preview, I guess, of the next couple of rounds and a bit of a look at the ladder. We didn't speak as well about, I mean, I don't know how much we need to go into this, but like it was a big, big thing. Um, 
in the Richmond scenario with the the two players, everyone knows what happened now. Surely the the two players left the hub, the strippers, you know, all that all that stuff that happened. Um, the kebabs, you know, what type of kebab? You know, we had Tom Brown lose his mind over the kebabs and the sauce and uh, all that stuff. But I mean, what? How did you feel about this? This seems so like insanely crazy that somebody would be that stupid to go out in the middle of the night, do what they did. And now it puts Richmond in a pretty difficult position in that they've obviously had that huge fine. But now if they transgress again, they'll lose premiership points. It's pretty full on. Uh, yeah, look, like most things that are outside of the actual <coughs> game, I don't try to, I tend not to give it too much no. air. I just, I, I, just, I just don't understand why you would risk your livelihood on something like this. Like the the Queensland government were very very clear that any breaches they weren't going to take lightly. No. To the fact that point that these players not only have they like literally disgraced themselves and, and put a lot of pressure on the on the their employee the, the club they played for they're literally not welcomed back into that state ever again mm. while this uh, administration's in power. So there's a holiday destination. Out of out of their reach, um, if there's any mustard behind um, what the the politicians have said. So yeah, really stupid. Um, strip clubs aren't that exciting, um, and kebabs are not worth leaving in your hotel room for at three a.m. I'm, I'm sorry, that's just yeah, just blew my mind when you when you text me the, that story. I, I I just was I thought it was stupid enough that a player's wife thought it was okay to go and get their hair done or something or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, but for players, you know it's being drummed into them, left, right, centre, doesn't know what club you're at, that stick to these rules, otherwise you're out, like literally not out for a week or two of football, like see you later. I can't see them being renewed a contract, that's for sure. No, well, this is this is exactly the thing. I know, I know you don't. Well, I, I'm the same. I don't like. I don't. It's you know much better to wear the game. Hence the podcast. But it's it's funny when this stuff happens. Your assessments of it are always funny. But that said, like I, I don't. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. In in a year where we're going to have list spots cut significantly, I can't even remember his name. Top mate now. The other not Sydney Stack. The other old mate. How can you like? There's no way he's going to be there next year. Surely. Like, how can you be so stupid? And Stack as well. Like, Richmond have... He wasn't in the side. Richmond have quite a few Stacks. Um, you know, we've got quite a few players that can play that role. So, I... I, I like, and particularly with how well Shy Bolton's playing, uh, even Castagna's yeah. in better form as well. You know, like, who, well, who is he coming in for? Like, no exactly. one. And, and we've, we've seen in, in, in the few years gone... Like, if you've got to cross against your name for outside football behaviour, most teams are not willing to give you a second chance. It's no. not worth their reputation. There's this sponsorship, there's TV, right? There's so much money, um, big business and money involved mm. that players who can't play by the rules, whatever they, they, they may be, don't get that, that other opportunity and really have that talent and skill and, and be in a position to do what you love doing and and enjoy the 
a lot of the freedoms that come with being an elite athlete, um, why would you why would you risk it for strippers and and kebab? I mean, one of them is going to make you worse the next day anyway, if not both. Very expensive. It's just so it's so stupid. Like it, it just yeah. seems it seems incredible that somebody would be that stupid. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know what else to say. It just seem, it seems no, amazing. Somebody would be that dumb. It's very, I mean, and it's, I guess the limelight is, is shone a bit brighter because it's Richmond, um, which if you had asked anyone 12 months ago, everyone would have gone, nah, they're the pillar of the AFL as far as everyone telling the, the, the company line and, and not, not stepping outside of boundaries. Not anymore. Uh, they've had how many... They've had so many transgressions. I mean, it's a, this is the thing, and this is where it, I guess it does lean into our conversations more, is it does seem incredible that the team's been able to, um, it's very like, you know, Rodman style. Like, it seems amazing that there's so much distractions and then yet the team's able to keep um, so much form on field. Like, it just seems absurd that they're able to keep this. Anyway, I guess that a lot yeah. of the transgressions have been with, with things outside, well, not really. It was the cap. I was going to say it's happened with people outside of the the twenty two, but not really. Like the the Trent Cotchin thing was, he was a captain. But anyway, anyway, it was such a big story. We had to kind of comment on it to some degree. Oh, we but, had to, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's it's yeah. I don't know. I don't. But I I, it, I can't see either of them being on a list next year. Like it's just that simple. No, I think Barney would have ripped them a, a new one each uh, when they got back to Melbourne. That would have been the first thing. How yeah, so it still it, it still blows my mind that he's not there in the hub. I really don't understand, and it does make me wonder. And I know it's it's a bit simplistic way to look at it, but it does really make me wonder around whether some of this stuff would have happened had he been there. I, I'm not yeah. trying to criticize. I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I, I, I think yeah. if, he, if he's up there, that doesn't happen because he would have got every person that was associated with Richmond in a room or on a video conference and uh, read the um, right acts and, and really made it very clear what was and wasn't acceptable behaviour yeah, and what I, the um, repercussions would, would look like uh, because he's, he's so he's so well-versed in everything that's going on, not just from um, a football perspective but also um, from the greater uh, – when I say political, I mean political perspectives that's related to our sport. Yeah, across it very well. Yeah, yeah. Always well, had. well, he kept Geelong under wraps, and there was there was a lot of um, there was a lot of stories that have not gotten out until more recently, like that happened back in those days. So definitely was good yeah. at keeping the lid on it. But anyway, um, so yeah. that's that. I don't know. It's not. It is what it is. They're going to have to work pretty hard to get the um, get the trust back. And I, I yeah, geez, you've got to hope that nothing else happens with Richmond. They've got to, they've got to go really to ground the next few weeks to make sure yeah. they don't put a single foot wrong because that fine's obviously huge. I guess the weirdest thing out of the whole thing is that because it meant that with that fine, it's coming out of the soft cap next year. So the talk was that, oh, well, that's straight away going to mean there's one or two people that won't have a job which is obviously terrible. And then, I don't know, there hasn't been revealed whether it was the players or the club's initiative, but then there was talk that the players were going to pay it. But now the AFLPA have come out and said they can't pay it. Under the CBA... You can't find a player for that much money. The maximum fine is ten thousand dollars, and this is not the ten thousand. This is not in that accreditation. So now there's all these dramas around who or who's actually going to pay it. Like if Richmond, you know, it's all a bit. It's all very convoluted. So it's a bit strange that it seems 
whether they were doing that to try and pressure the AFLPA. They must, Richmond and the AFL must know what's written in the CBA. Someone must have gone, hang on, they can't afford this. Like, that other guy, it's weird too how all the discussion was around Sydney Stack's contract, which was around 110000 this year outside of yep. match payments. So, obviously, he could afford the fine. But there was no talk about the other guy who must have been on much less than that. He would have been on the baseline rookie contract, which means he'll earn like 40 grand for this year if he, if he was to pay it. But I, yeah, uh, the whole yeah. thing is very, it's very strange. It doesn't really make a lot of oh, sense. Yeah, and I find that very strange that the AFL signed off on a, a set amount. I mean, like ten grand for Buddy is nothing yeah. compared to a, a, a yeah a, a rookie or first year player. He's on sixty or whatever. Well, I think I think though they could still be you could still suspend match payments, which is a separate thing, and they still got ten matches, but like. They can't pay that, ends up being like $35,000. Under the current CBA, they can't say to them, hey, pay thirty five grand." Like, it just doesn't work like that. So I don't know where they'll work it out over a few years, but they won't have a contract probably. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Very weird. Not our wheelhouse. Really? And I don't really, yeah. It's just very strange, and a lot of people have asked us questions about it, so it's sort of hard to yeah, not talk about absolutely. it at all. Um, so let's One of the biggest stories of the year. Oh, absolutely, and, and you know, two players being sent home from a hub forty-eight hours after the after they've just entered this. Well, they had already been in the state, but like after the AFL had been there and rolled out the red carpet and all the stuff that they did, um, yeah. very awkward. So round sixteen, let's re-tip these games because we tipped them like you know randomly at the end a thousand years ago. We I, I don't know what I tipped, and also um, things have changed. But I'm assuming it would be funny to listen back. But I, I think I'll probably tip the same. But I don't know what I tipped, so I'm not sure. Um, Adelaide, Adelaide Oval double header tomorrow, double header Tuesday, um, which seems to be a thing. Adelaide Crows versus the Giants. What do you reckon at five forty? Giants. You'd think so, yeah. I mean, like, obviously Adelaide were, were a lot better against Hawthorne, but Hawthorne were very poor. Um, yeah, Hawthorne are still not the Giants. As bad as the Giants have looked in games, they're still a much better team than Hawthorne. Yeah. No, I think so. Yeah. As scrappy as they've been, I, I would agree. So, yeah, I think you've got to go to the Hawks, but it is a bit of a danger game. I think... I think Adelaide could keep it close, and then if the Giants make a few mistakes late, they might be able to sneak it. But yeah, you've got to tip the Giants. Um, Blues, Swans, after that, and this late I hate the late games. Eight tenths, too late. Uh, I need to go. Way there. too late. Um, too late. What do you reckon? I look. I expect the Blues to bounce back, but I'm actually I'm going to go tip on form here. I'm going to go Swans. I think I thought that too. I mean the Swans. So the Swans have had to travel. So Carlton have been there the whole time. Um, mm. They were very poor against the Giants. They need to respond. Um, Sydney were uh, will have to fly back from um, Northern Territory. I think I'm going to go the Blues to bounce back. They've been better this year. Yeah, no, no, I forgot the Sydney game was up in Northern Queensland. It was, so, yeah. yeah, it was I, yeah no, I'm going to go Blues. Yeah, Blues. Blues to bounce back. Okay. I, I revert. Swans yeah. aren't coming. I've talked you into it. And then, okay, so yeah. Blues. Because yeah. I forgot that's where they were coming back from. Kazali, yeah. Um, and then Brisbane Gold Coast at the Gabatoire on the Wednesday night. I'm really, this is good. Midweek footy. I'm, I'm looking forward to this Wednesday night game. And yeah. I'm going to still back in Brisbane. But I, I think for memory, I also said, look, I'm not going to be surprised if the, the Suns get over the line somehow because they've had the break now. So they'll be. 
um, a little bit more uh, dip in their legs and, and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And Brisbane, it's still not convincing enough for me to, to flat out say Brisbane easy or Brisbane by two levels oh, again. No, this is this will this will be one of the closer Q clashes for sure. Um, Brisbane, yeah. you got to go with um, the better side, but yeah, Gold Coast. It's it's just such an unknown as to given they're like only just started, you know, maturing more. It's such an unknown as to what Gold Coast looks like after a big rest. They could still look a bit lethargic and out of form. Uh, they might look physically a bit better, but they might get their positioning wrong. Like there's so many, so many variables. I, I, it's too too much of a risk. So you got to go Brisbane. Yeah. Um, and then round seventeen. So we will tip the round. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously you have got to understand we're tipping way way out. But the reality is we won't get a chance to record until probably the Sunday the thirteenth um, that evening or the Monday depending. So we'll tip them. But yeah, definitely. Make sure you check the ins and the outs. And if we change them, we'll put them up on our social media. But on the Thursdays, um, big game, Saints-West Coast, huge game. Um, Saints, yeah, well, if West Coast lose, that's top four. See you later. Forget it. If they win, they're just clinging on. Yeah, they... They keep they keep their opportunity keep of getting possible. top four alive. Yeah, keep it possible. I, I can't see it happening. I can't see it happening. I'm going with the Saints. They they were able to keep Hawthorne once they got the lead. They were able to keep Hawthorne at arm's length. So it showed a lot more maturity than we've seen in previous years. Um, obviously, they're in a pretty healthy position with injuries. So if they need to manage players, they can rotate in and out um, like they did over in the last round. So. West Coast just, just not convinced that they can win up in Queensland at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I hope, hopefully it's a really good game more than anything. I, hopefully it's a little bit of free-flowing and, and some throw, throwing some yeah. defensive tactics as well. But uh, I would like to see like a 60-70 or a 70-80 scoreline, something like that. I think it's about two goals. I, Saints, I yeah, Saints, I agree um, with most of that for sure. Yeah, Saints... Um, for me, uh, I just think their pace is going to cause West Coast a problem. Uh, I think they can use a lot of the tactics that worked um, for the Dogs. Um, they've got to hit the scoreboard as well. But um, yeah. all the other thing on the ground, aside from execution, the Dogs dominated them. So really, like they, they should have won by five or six goals. E- easy. So um yeah saints for me um and then friday night probably one of the games of the year on paper certainly it could be a um, a grand final preview this was my um pre-season grand final i think was maybe yours as well or certainly one of no it wasn't mine it definitely was yours so yeah um, i didn't have the cats back in the grand final um so geelong yeah geelong um, richmond on the friday night huge game um huge. in the context of the season is huge too richmond win it um, that's guaranteed basically their top four spot. Uh, Geelong win it, it keeps that. I mean, it doesn't really matter about uh, they're going to fall, but more where they finish and who they play. And it could be not necessarily at the time you're looking at it and thinking, oh, look at the magnitude of this, but looking back on it, it might be one of those games where it's like, wow, because Geelong won that one, it meant that they had to play X and then, you know, it was good or bad or it might changes the pathway through the through the finals depending on who, where they finish. So, um yeah, absolutely. Yeah, regardless that yeah. well, obviously neither are going to get a home final. Um, nobody's flying back to Melbourne. No. <clears throat> but you're right, having that top two um, or finishing second or third, that pathway just 
yeah, changes a lot, a lot of things. So, mm. and, and Scotty's not about to uh, lay down just for the sake of losing. It's, it's not in his DNA. It's not in the, the Cats' DNA that they'll be playing playing this like um, their lives depended on it, just like Richmond will. Uh, Richmond mm. obviously slightly have a bit more to play for, getting the sewing up a second chance, so I pretty much have. But, yeah, expect pretty fiery game. It'll be interesting to see tactically how the coaches come out and play this, whether they both go into defensive kick and hold uh, to avoid potential injury or whether they go all out and, I don't know, to be that uh, that that top dog, have that, that billing is the team to beat. Um, some teams thrive on being the front runner. Other teams probably prefer to go under the radar, uh, which... Yeah. I don't think either of these two teams naturally are. No. Um, so I'm looking forward to a, a good game. And I, I'm i going with the Tigs mm. just. I they, they, mainly the, just that 1% of extra to play for, I think will give them a, a, enough of a um, motivation to, to, to win. But toss of the coin game. Like literally this is the toss of the coin game that we've seen all year. Yeah, well, this is that classic final before the finals. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because as well, Geelong had, you know, basically a, a pack of witches hats to play um, last game, whether they they look a bit underdone possibly as well, having barely almost played a game. Um, it was pretty easy going, was not physical at all, whether that might have some element. they have been up for a long time as well. Um, yeah. But I, I could see Geelong winning by a few goals, but then... I don't know where I'd take that into the context of the finals. I still think both teams are very even. Um, I think that they're both capable of winning it. It's going to all depend on where they end up finishing um, and who they end up playing. But, yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to go with Richmond just as well. Yeah. Um, just their form in Queensland so good, so consistent. They've come off a break. Um, I think that'll be good for Richmond. Um, yeah. They were really in need of a break, and I think they'll bounce back and keen to prove um, how good they are as a side after and, and th- their culture's impressive on field. Um, yeah, given, that's given what's happened yeah. during the week, I do wonder whether that might be a bit of an extra motivational factor. Whether yeah, they'll, sure. they'll be sure. saying to them, "Look, you know, the outside's looking at us as a bit of a joke. Um, you know, we've had we've been bashed all week. It's time to go out and, and prove it on field. You can't. It's the only way to earn that trust back." So I. I reckon that would be the messaging that Hardwick and Gale and everybody would be using internally. So, um, North Frio on the Saturday, Metricon. Frio, yeah. Oh, no, no doubt about that. Um, Port Essendon. You'd think, surely, yeah. I mean, yeah, they'll smash. They'll smash Essendon, I reckon. Well, that's the thing. It would be interesting to see whether, because one of our complaints with Port is that they're not really burying teams, and there's a bunch of times where they've had opportunities to do so. I guess they haven't really need to. They're top of the ladder healthy percentage, but at the same time, I would like to see a bit of a get the bat out. And, mate, that would be good. I'm tipping, obviously tipping poor, but it would be interesting to see if they do do that pre-finals, have a real, like, scare opposition a bit. Um, yeah, game. I, think that, I think they need to now that I there's think so a, lot too. Of, a lot of hate coming from Richmond and Geelong um, in their dominant wins. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is a, a statement game in, for Port that... If they don't take, um, yeah, those other finals teams might just think there's 
always a sneaky chance of getting on top of them because I don't know how to be ruthless enough. Yeah. Um, and then Giants D's at the Gabatoire. Very interesting oh, game yeah. now. Oh, look. Who turns up? That'll be the biggest question. But yeah. having seen... Which having Melbourne seen am I tipping? Yeah. And, yeah, and the Giants having that little bit of extra break time, I'm going Giants. Yeah, I'm going the Giants. But, I mean, like, it, it's all about which Melbourne rock up. The last two weeks, Melbourne's been terrible. They've got to fly back from Darwin to Brisbane. Um, I... Uh, not Darwin, sorry, um, Cairns. Um, yeah. Back to, which isn't that bad, I guess, but yeah. Um, Still like. Yeah, that's true. It's better than Melbourne away. Yeah. Um, Giants for me. Giants, yeah. Um, and then Blues, um, Crows. An interesting game. Um, obviously, uh, both have still got to play another game before we see this one. Yeah. Um, oh, look, where is it? Where is it being played? Metricon. So they're both going to travel out of Adelaide up to Brisbane yeah. or Queensland. And, yeah, I think I think the Blues, because they've had that experience up there, I think the Blues will settle better than Adelaide. So I'm going to go with the Blues. Yeah, I think the same. I think they'll finish it. And, yeah, obviously this is when the tipping gets pretty difficult because we're tipping so far out. But um, Hawthorne, Dogs? Dogs. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Sydney, Brisbane? Brisbane? Yeah. yeah Brisbane. They'll have They'll have way too much to play for. It's at Kazali, but yeah, you'd you'd, you'd think so. Yeah. Um, uh, and then um, last game, we're tipping very blindly, but this is like a full week away from now. But Collingwood, um, Gold Coast. Yeah, and I'll, I'll have to tip the pies because I'll have more at stake. Yeah. On yeah, well that they they might be playing for the. I'll probably have Chamor, possibly have Chamor and or Dugowie back for that. I think they'll have well. those two back. Um, yeah, it sounds like they're going to have yeah. those two back by then. Um, yeah, but obviously that's a million years away, but I'm going to go, uh, yeah, I'll go Pies too. you got to go Pies. Pies. So that is um, a bit of a re-tip of round 16, given we're a bit closer to it now, um, and then all of round 17. But, yeah, we'll, we will, um, if we record on that Sunday, we might re-tip that following game, but you think that'll probably stay the same. Um Massive thanks to our sponsors at Hopster Home. Hopster Home Craft Beer Delivery Service. Please uh, use the promo code AFL Deep Dive to get $25 off your first pack. Great way to try some new craft beers, uh, particularly if you're in lockdown. If you're not in lockdown, they can still get it to you anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. In a timely fashion. And remember to check out old mate Ed at Beyond the Game TV and on his YouTube channel, Facebook. And keep him up and up, up and up, because we want him back. Yeah, we makes us sound better. Well, that's it, and uh, yeah, well, it's hopefully he's got some great stuff out here as well. He does. He does some really good stuff. Today, I saw the cases reclassified, so it ended up only being about thirty-seven or thirty-eight cases in the end. So it's actually not that bad. Like if we start getting towards, you know, twenties, and 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 maybe they'll they'll let us out a bit earlier. Who knows? But probably not. Um, no, <laughs> chains. Well, you're up to, I love your optimism. You got to you got to try to be bloody. True, this is true. Yeah, oh, that's, so all, that's all. We've got. That's all, that's all we've got at the moment. And football, well, lots go, of football. We go to the gate otherwise. So anyway, uh, all the best. Far away. <laughs> Take care. The the, the <laughs> depressed the depressed football podcast continues. Yes. Goodbye. Cheers. See ya.